You're tuning in to Pastar Prime, a show powered by Squad Locker. Here are your hosts, retired Astros minor league star Tip Fairchild and former Patriots All-Pro Center Dan Copen. Hey, here we go. Episode 43. Mm-hmm. We are Pastar Prime. That's Tip. I'm Dan. Uh, we got we, we got a good one. We just spent a while. We did. We talking, had a ton of questions. Talking to a Jessica Kleinschmidt. Mm-hmm. It's Kleinschmidt. It's tough word, to, tough word to spell, but Tip has, tip has some trouble down. sometimes. I, really str- I struggle when there's a lot of consonants all together. <laughs> That's true. It looks. It, yeah. All right. It, it's not that hard. Um, <laughs> she, she's a uh, she's a uh, major league baseball reporter, yep. formerly with NBC, NBC Sports in the uh, Bay Area. Um, covers the A's for them. A plethora of knowledge. Oh, she knows like every player, Holy every contract. Shit. We didn't go deep into the contracts. We though, did. But we no. had some funny questions for her. She's she's a wealth of knowledge. She she she's very good, um, very quick, uh, very funny. Um, and after the interview, we were sitting in here and we we're ready to talk about some other things. But Max sometimes puts some stuff on a whiteboard in front of us. Um, anyway, dry erase board. I'm looking at the Jessica Kleinschmidt shit, Max. <laughs> Recent, I'm just wondering, do you listen or watch this show? <laughs> do you listen like, when we speak? Do you, do you honestly think five critical off-season needs for the A's, is that going to be a question <laughs> that is going to come out of either of our mouths? You've got to be prepared. you got to be prepared for Tip to just go in, oh. Like no way! I'm never going to talk about the five critical offseason needs for the A's. <laughs> no, What's, I, mean, I don't know one tell critical. Us, tell us about some of the recent articles you've been writing. No, what? mine okay. or hers? That's the question Look, you could have asked. Hey, no, I appreciate the fact that you wrote it out. But if you're gonna if you're gonna like do some background and shit, like one, tell us it's there. Yeah, or yeah, or two, send it to us before we're doing the article, yeah. and not just like writing yeah, or, it up or, uh, on a dry erase board while we're doing it. First of all, I know that, like now, now I know Chris. she's from Reno, Nevada. I didn't know that before. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, behind his head. Jesus, Max. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. It's okay, hey, Max. Jessica, first question, Max, our producer would like to know what are the five critical off-season needs yeah, for have, the Oakland? No, Athletics? Jessica, um, do you mind answering that question so that everybody can turn this off? <laughs> <laughs> Next week, I won't. I won't. That's prepare. a blog. That's a blog. Like, and I bet that blog is killer. I bet she hammered those points, right? Yeah. To people that wanted to learn those the things. A's. Yeah, we're an East Coast show. You know, we, we do have, well, maybe we do have a big, maybe we have a huge ace following. I don't think so. We I, might. I, I really don't. We might. We uh, never know. No. <laughs> okay. Well, you know who we do have a following someday, for, though? Someday. We do have a pretty big uh, Patriots following. Yeah. And a pretty big Red Sox following. So, uh, the Patriots game against Brady, you watched it at home. I watched it at home. I watched every minute of it, every second of it. I did, too. You did, too. Um, not a ton of fanfare. Didn't expect that with Brady. Gave a thank you to the crowd after. Met with Belichick for, I think, 20 minutes after the game, from what I heard. Any I think, insight on that? Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I, I know he... Closed-door meeting. Closed-door meeting. And, of course, Bill and, like you said, the fanfare. I think it probably played out, even with the weather. You know, like the rain and all that shit. Probably what everybody out. wanted. Yeah. yeah uh, it's, it's, uh, in terms of the people involved. Maybe not like some of the fans well, out there. Just, they probably it, it want turned a into more. a classic, you know, New England game that Brady's, yep. you know, played in that stadium before and won so many games before. 
um, fourth quarter, last 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 you know last yeah, last, last drive to win the game. Yep. Uh, type of thing. I do know he is he is relieved. <laughs> I, yes. I texted him afterwards, and I just I, I I just said you know congrats on the win. Um, bet you're glad that's over. And, and you like, probably just got just, a, a heart on it. <laughs> you're, you're, you're goddamn right. I'm yeah. glad. It, and, and that's, yeah. a, I mean, that's a lot and heavy. He's just, I mean, he's, he's, he's on another level, another yeah. planet. And the, the, the following he gets and the coverage he gets and everything he does, it's just gotta and be exhausting, just, especially leading up into that week. It's just gotta be hell. And he's, you know, somewhat kind of an emotional guy anyway. Right. With like the, the, you know, like the passion of like being picked, you know, 199 and all that stuff. Like, I bet that just week sucked. It was like emotionally draining, I bet. And he would well, never say that probably, but no, I know that he I was mean, probably at some like, point, you gotta, come, I gotta get over you, this. At some point, yeah, I know he plays with a chip and he's, that's just who he is. But at some point, you sort of got to get used to the fact that you were drafted 199th, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, oh, I, I know. I, mean, I like you've I made like over two hundred million dollars or whatever it is. You're making seventy five million dollars last year. Like, great. Who gives a shit? <laughs> you know what? You probably made a hundred million dollars yeah. off that hundred that one ninety nine t shirt from Under Armour exactly. too. This is like, probably. I can't find it anymore. I'd be going like, I'd thank buy that God, two hundred dollars. Thank right God, now. I was drafted one ninety nine. Yeah. What the hell? You're right. You know, I hear you. I hear you. But um, good game. I found myself a Patriots fan because I wanted that kick to go in. That was a perfect game to like get your decision of like what you were rooting for. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I want this kick to go in. I, I was I liked Mac Jones doing it. I hate losing, obviously, but at the same time, I was like, hey, there was a lot of things good happened here. This is good. Like, no, we're, no, we're on you know to what? it now. You know I wanted the win. I, am, I wanted I am the win. So, and I am guilty at this. I'm so sick of this now. What New England fans? New England Patriots, the team, and all that shit, and everything surrounding them, mm-hmm. used to be about winning. Winning, it is. It is. No, no, it's not. Tip. It's no. not about winning no. anymore. No, it no. will be now. No, 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 it's not. No, no we needed to get still, this out of our. No. This was closure. Tip. tip it's, it's. This was the closure. It, this was the closure. <laughs> you want to close it with a victory. That's what you want to do. <laughs> I closure know, I is winning. With, I agree with that. This closure was closure, is winning, though. This it's was closure. Not closure. This was closure. It's NFL. It's 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 professional sports. People move on this all the time. This was the one last day. I get it was a big deal. I get it. Trust okay. me. But you do probably get it. What I hate is now, and I was guilty as hell, and then watching mm-hmm. that game and wanting the kick to go to go through. Did you it, want to go through? It turned back to the same thing we've been talking about last year, which, by the way, last year you could probably put blame yeah. on the quarterback. Yeah. Like, we didn't have a good quarterback. And it was COVID. And there was excuses last year. First year, Brady moving on. Second year, you load it up in free agency. You have the quarterback of the future, which is what everybody's mm-hmm. been saying. And I completely agree. 100% agree. There is a quarterback for the future in here. Yep. But your job is to freaking win. You got to win. win. No, I, I the, agree the, with you, the Dan. Moral you have victories, to win that game. The fact that moral victories in this area with the media and the fans and the mm-hmm. team itself probably – Mm-hmm. Is driving me bonkers now for yeah. the last few days. I freaking hate it. We got through the closure. Now it's time. <laughs> closure. If we were two and two right now, I'd be like, okay, closure happened. Now it's a 12 game season. Now it's on. Good. I hope you're saying that because next week, if they but now lose, we're one and three. So now we got to win. There's not a lot of room for next air right week. Now. We lose, we're out. Look, I, I, 
I think this team, the defense, is, I think they're playing good. Not making any big plays. The quarterback though. is playing good. Need to make bigger plays. Both. The quarterback played great, especially in the he no did. huddle. And you want to talk about like all those, like uh, the media experts and analysts and all that shit for the first four weeks. Like, oh, he's checking down. He's checking down. He's checking down. Well, guess what? He's been hit like 13, 15 times <laughs> every <laughs> goddamn cool. game. By the way, I love the hurry up. So them, if Oof. he stands in there, which he did, like this guy's, this guy's a tough kid. There's no doubt. He gets rid of it fast, too. He's standing it in there, and he's checking it down, or he's finding that five-yard option, whatever Mm -hmm. it is in, 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 you know, close to the line of scrimmage. But there's a guy in his face, or he's getting hit, and he's still Mm -hmm. standing in there and and making the throws, which is cool. And if you give him time, maybe he can throw it past 10 yards. That's true. I I couldn't agree with you more on that. I'm from this point. The closure. From this point on. Him and his personal feelings about closure. Did you I, watch the game, you Max? Know, I, would, game? I, I, would, I actually did. I bought a uh, streaming service so I could actually. Oh, yeah. You've been having trouble watch like, watching he doesn't TV. Have cable or <laughs> I don't have trouble watching it. I just don't have Look at Max. access can, to cable. There's your computer. We can, yeah, we do can it right give now. you a little, little like a password. We can put it on there so you're good to go. We'll take care of you. He's after too the busy, episode. He's too busy uh, researching Oakland A's questions. He's, <laughs> no, now we got to get him that. MLB package just so we can only watch the Oakland A's all year next year. I'll just put it on while I'm folding laundry. Just That's like it. That's what we yeah. talked hey, about. That's right. Biggest TV, need, TV, TV background noise. Biggest need number one? Check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Biggest need? Cable. <laughs> Ability to watch the game. So if you have your closure now, now we yeah. can walk. Wa- like now we're going. We're, 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 we're about Season wins, starts. right? Now we're about wins. Okay. Because I'm done. I'm sick of the moral victories. New England does I agree not. with that. New I, England, no, you don't. Because no. for the last four weeks, I think I've agreed with you, too. I, but I'm in a point now that it's like, I tell you what, they should have won the defense. You're in your defense. Patriot love fest. No, the defense needed TB to make a couple fest. plays. No, I'm more, I'm, I have a love Who's fest the, Who are you a bigger fan of, TB or Mac Jones now? Let's prove oh, it. Oh, TB. Okay. So you're still not <laughs> done. God, I'll never be done with him. <laughs> Like that's the love love of a lifetime right there. You can't get done with him. But Mac Jones is gonna be awesome, which is great to see. It's great the to Red see. The Red Sox won last night. It's gonna be awesome, Let's but go he's not getting your wins right now. He will. He will. I he agree. Will. I agree. I, I agree with that. But do you, get, do you get my point? Totally get it. Good. Starting next week. Don't 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 come out of it and say like, but we got the quarterback of the future. No, that's the last don't time I'm gonna that. say it. It's the last time I'm There are say no it. moral victories in this sport in New England. And you know why I figured it out? Yep. You know what it is? It's not Take a look back. It's like what Bill taught or what he wanted out of a team was to play good mm-hmm. in critical situations. Yeah, they didn't do that. They haven't done that. They mm-hmm. haven't done that in a year and a half, whatever you want to do, like a yep. year and four games. There were two big third down plays like, that they needed. The defense needed whether, to step whether, up, and that yeah, game was over. Whether, well, the defense stepped up a lot. They held the Buccaneers to like 19 yeah, points, which is did. fine, but you got to get more on the board. But like it, you're, you got to make that stop. You got to you make that turnover. Mm-hmm. Score that, you know, get the first down or score that touchdown. Yep. Or, you know, get off the field on third down and they're not making, you know, it's one or two plays that can affect a game or, you know, the outcome of a game. And if you don't make those plays, you're not going to win the game. So I'm with you on it. We're good. The Red Sox. I'm glad we're on the same page. You watched your first game of the year? First baseball game of the year? Because I watched watched Field of Dreams (laughs) one. That's right. You know what? I got to tell you. um, Playoff baseball is fun to watch. It was. It was fun, and I, I and I'm only saying that because I am. I, I feel bad even saying I'm a Red Sox fan. I root for the Red Sox. I'm, yeah. I can't consider myself a fan because you haven't watched. Because I don't watch enough, and that's probably an insult to fans. Should we go to a playoff game? 
I'm we can get we can that it's that's past, not it's a past, hard one it's past my bedtime did you get it your gold late. card no not yet <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't figured Good out how question, to get that i have the so, card my last the, time i paid dues though was 2019 yeah, the so answer, i don't the know the answer is yes as if it's free no, it's five hundred bucks. I know uh, that. No, I've paid dues every year. I just stopped. No, paying I'm talking dues about my ticket to the game. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> yes, we can figure that. <laughs> I don't care what you're paying for dues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so we'll find a way to get tickets. And we'll go. Um, it was. I love seeing them win. Garrett Cole. Just you get paid three hundred million bucks. You got to. That's for that game. That's why you're getting yeah, that money. Good call. It's tough to. You know, it's tough to have that loss. So. But it was great to see the Red Sox win. And by the way, it's tough to judge somebody on one game. So I'm not like, yeah, we talked. I mean, too we, much we talked to here, Jessica about it. I, I, one game's tough, man. 162 yeah. games in the year, and then you know you got a play-in game for the wild card. I get it's exciting, but yeah, I mean, three, you want to go three game series or something. Belly like hurt that day or something. You, got, you know, like like if you're not feeling your best, then you get shelled. That's tough. Well, you know, I, you can have a bad day, not hey, on Sundays, just, right? You Isn't can have a bad day, just not on Sundays. Yes, yeah. and. I get it. It's, you know, do or die game. Mm-hmm. I like it. That's all football is. But baseball is just kind of a different different sport. I think you, you need series. more than one. Yeah. Got to have the series. I agree. So we're jumping into that. We do have some cool sweatshirts that we're going to do some donations to. What fund are we doing, Max? Uh, special Ops. Special Warriors. Ops Warriors Fund. I saw a sweatshirt or something somewhere. I don't know where I saw this. But we started making them at Squad Locker. So we're going to get... We're, we're going to post it up. We're going to post where it. our past our prime show store going. is. Yeah, we got proceeds going. We also did a shirt, too, because we learned the word pipe hitter. Oh, God. From Rut. We went out and had we, some beers yeah, with Rut. Yeah, Rut was in and uh, last week. We were able to go. We must have had. How much? How many gallons of, of beer did we drink? A lot of gallons. <sighs> that was. We were there for a while, and it was loud. So we were talking loud. So you needed to drink. Oh, that stuff so freaking annoying. You now. need to drink oh. to like keep your mouth, you know, like watered. And it would just they it were was going like a down. Thursday night, and the place is good. It's a bar. It's a good yeah. atmosphere. TVs, the food, the wings loud. are good. For some reason, on a Thursday night at like nine o'clock, they bring in a goddamn G- DJ. Oh, it was so loud, and Did we were just were screaming just at the table. But how good are those stories? Oh. We got to get him back on immediately. You know, I think, you know, with our challenges that we do and then talking to Rutt and he's talking about being a pipe hitter. Oh, what a word. uh, What a word. It just, it just sticks with you and what those guys go through and like talking to Kevin Lace. Yep. Could talk to those guys all day long because they lived a different life. They're bad ass. So we, so we made some shirts up. So you can buy them, and then we, we're going to do a donation at any time. I don't know. We might let it run for a while. And well, the good thing is every month. The good thing is Squad Locker stores are always open. Always open. You can buy one. There, yeah, there, there's it's going to be cool. There's no window, so we'll post a link, and a portion of the proceeds. Yeah, will be going to a great we'll, cause. We will um, next as soon as we get ours because we threw an order in to get some. We'll wear them, and then we'll do a bigger promotion at that. Yeah, but we can maybe post By the way, this the, max. These shirts go. are. These shirts are money. Oh, it's all I'm going to wear. I'm going to cut the sleeves off of these things where I'm working out, which we're trying to still do our Murph challenge. The push-up, the pull-ups are going to be difficult, people. <laughs> the run is there. The run is there. I got the lungs back on the run. <laughs> the run's there. You've run ran like three times. No, I've run like five or six. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm running a mile is nothing. Are I've been doing it with the vest, too, there, Chief. Are you taking the bike into the office anytime? I got the bike right here. I know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, been here, it's been here for three months. <laughs> 
to my bike. It's been here. I rode it here once thinking I was going to ride it all the time. <laughs> it's still here. Yeah. All so, right. yeah, but it's going to be, uh, we'll, we'll post some more about this. Murph Challenge still going on. Jessica Kleinschmidt coming up next. She's a good interview. Stay tuned. So today, episode 43, <laughs> I know that I say that. <laughs> said it again. I did it again. I mean, it's I mean, good. We're going to just let it roll. How many times do you want to say it? I we're, say episode we, 43 we all the time. It, we said it once or twice in the beginning, and now you're going to say it again. That's Always. fine. That's fine. Jessica just Kleinschmidt. Don't. Yes. MLB reporter. I'm excited to have you on here because we just witnessed a big win last night for the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. I'm dating us again because this is coming out tomorrow, but it's, it's how we do it. Um, we wanted some MLB insider information. We've had some football people on for that with Giardi? Mike. Yep. Mike. That, that was a fellow colleague of hers okay. for NBC Sports. Yeah, I don't know, NBC. When, when did you get to NBC Sports, Jessica? November 2018. 2018. All right. So Mike was moved on, but mm-hmm. I was a former NBC Sports oh, for, former employee as well. NBC Sports employee. Yeah. yeah. Look yeah, at you. It didn't I feel last. Like we've all kind of, if you've worked it in sports, like you've dealt with NBC at one point. Yes. Got well, it. They, got, they got great coverage, great yes. reporters, you know, right. great newscasters, play by play. What? They, I mean, it's good. But NBC yeah. Sports mm-hmm. out there specifically, so out here, it's Nesson for us in the Red Sox Correct. that has yeah. all the games. So NBC Sports uh, Bay Area out there carries all the Giants or the A's games. So or NBC both. Sports Bay Area is Giants. NBC Sports California is A's, but they're kind of intertwined because um, mm-hmm. it's the biggest RSN. So you got those two teams. You have the Warriors, the Sharks, the Kings, and we did have the Raiders, but they moved on. And then, of course, we have the 49ers as well. So there's a bunch of stuff that happens there. So when you turn on the TV out there, say you were off day, right? And you just were able to watch anything you wanted to watch. What team do you turn on? What sport? Let's yes. start with Let's, sport. Yeah. Let's start with sport. I like that. Let's start with sport, and then we'll go to team. I like that. I actually am a baseball girl. I played baseball growing up, so that's what I know. Mm-hmm. And I was actually an ace fan being growing up, too. So it kind of worked out beautifully in that regard. I like that. So I'll, I, if the, the boys were on the road and I was off, I'll still go to the bar and watch them play. Nice. Nice. So you didn't have to travel. Did you have to travel with the team? When you no, were, I did not. I did some traveling, to. but not with the A's. Like Got it, it kind of did like little gigs here and there. Um, but NBC was a little finicky about travel just because COVID was still relatively recent. Um, but I did get to go to spring training this season, which was great. But we didn't get the full experience because we were all wearing masks and like it mm-hmm. was just a weird vibe. And it just didn't really feel like spring training. It was actually kind of awkward. And I wasn't on the field talking to the to the players so it mm-hmm. felt like i wasn't even working it, it was just awkward it had to have been yeah. better than last year though right because last year it was more well, it didn't happen it was zoom interviews right everything's with zoom you weren't in front of the players i went to the pats uh training camp once this year and the reporters were there everybody was back at training camp but still it was you know the, what 15 feet back from yeah. everybody it was still weird but at least you're there with the players and seeing it is that better i mean obviously it's better but is it closer to normal all that stuff it is and we can actually because for me the, my favorite part like just being a former player myself like i like to look at the intricacies of you know matt chapman taking the infield or batting practice or like what chad pinder is working on and you can't see that stuff as like from home you know and that's my favorite part is being observant and and seeing what these guys are doing and that's a huge chunk of just being a reporter because you look at what they're doing and you're asking them why they're shifting their hips a certain way stuff you wouldn't see during uh like the actual game itself Mm because they're working on the different um warm-up 
exercises and everything like that. So it was definitely a game changer. I think we got back in, I want to say around the all-star break, we were physically allowed to go on the field Mm -hmm. if we were vaccinated, which to me was amazing, you know, just because I actually know the guys and I'm close with them. And I think they were excited too, to actually talk to us in person that eventually wore out because you know how players are with the media. They're like, eh, whatever. And and so that's, that's that, but it it was, I missed that. That's my favorite part. I feel so comfortable on a baseball field and everything like that. So it was a game changer. I will say though, with zooms, I was able to do so much more content because I could do better back-to-back interviews as opposed to waiting and going out there and being a girl with the makeup on and all that crap and it's just like a whole different thing but it was so it was kind of cool to get rid of zoom but i also appreciate zoom because you can do so many things within like a six hour period so i i listened to a couple things that you've done right whether it's on a podcast or no no (laughs) and here's what i learned you know your shit like so much because like i played and I'm like, yes. and I follow the game. And like right now, I, I mean, I'm from New England, so I've always been a Red Sox fan. But right. what I've told Dan before, and I think you kind of agree with me on this, is once you've played the game, a lot of times what you root for are you root for people more yes. than teams, right? So yes. I'm 37, so I still have not a lot of guys, but there's still a bunch of people that I was coming up through with that I know well that are still playing. And it's like you seem to root for those people or you root for the person that you know rather than like, Hey, I really want this team to win. Unless I have like a betting, you know, thing going on, then, then I wrote yeah. for that. But <laughs> money but, over friendships ex- all day. Exactly, yes. exactly. Yes. Yeah, yes. no question. So, w- listening to to you go on about it, though, it's like you know so much more about the game and trades and deadlines and 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 if they're on their rookie deal and if they're in arbitration, it's like that stuff to me is like poof, like uh, it's not in my brain at all. Even when I was playing, yeah. I had no idea. I was so naive to. It. I think. Most guys actually are because you're just relying on your agent to do it. How do you learn mm-hmm. all that stuff? I mean, is that just being around it? Did you do that before you were in the broadcasting side of the world or the, you know, the, the, the communication side? It's a lot of developing relationships. And for me, I started out as a fan and, and before I kind of got a hundred percent into the broadcasting realm, I was, I developed like this personality on social media. So people are just curious, they're like, why does it, who is this person? And I wanted to be an agent when my little brother was playing because he, I thought he was going to be this really good minor league catcher. I was not stupid. I wasn't going to be like, Oh bro, you're going to make the bigs. I was like, no, I really think you can be one of those lifers in triple a. Mm-hmm. I really do. And so I started studying how it kind of works Mm -hmm. and it's a lot about developing relationships now correct me if i'm wrong up until recently agents were kind of pieces of shit they didn't care about who you were they were i had a good agent i had a good agent yeah yeah, it definitely depends on what agents 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 i do know genuinely that i can actually have a rapport with and a conversation with i can tell that they they want to help me out as well Mm -hmm. and so it's about asking the questions and just being a curious person because as a member of the media you want to develop the players trust you want to develop the agents trust because i can easily tweet out x y and z and i have enough of a following where people are going to believe it whether it's true or Mm -hmm. not so for me it's just like being curious about things, you know, and, and sometimes they just offer it up to me. I'm like, Hey, like, how, how's everything going? And I would like, this is your uh, free agent year. Do you think you want to return to this team? Everything like that. And they'll like, let me know some of the stuffs I just don't go on the record with because that's a mm-hmm. dick move on my part. Yeah. But I also know that, you need to educate the people that are curious about things. And in order to educate other people, you have to educate yourself first. Mm -hmm. So it's more, 
it was never, I didn't, I'm a college dropout, so I couldn't really learn any of this stuff. It was just kind of teaching myself and developing relationships and being curious because as much as that saying is, is there's no stupid questions. I'd rather ask a stupid question and have them be like, that was a dumb question Mm -hmm. and say, well, why was it a dumb question? You never answered it before. So let me know. And that if anything shows, okay, well, she's just curious type of a deal. So you just got to kind of grow a couple and be confident yeah. and ask stupid questions. We as asked, weird as it sounds. Remember we asked I asked dumb questions same. all the time. <laughs> but we, we told, we told Gerardi the, the same thing, though, where we were like, you, nothing better than breaking a scoop. Wasn't the no, name I, of that episode like scoops or something yeah. like that? <laughs> right? Like, and it's like, how do you know which things to say and not say? I, I, I think that that's a tricky or, line, or right? Like, what do you, what do you, but no, I like, think that, that, like what she's saying, she's just developing a relationship with someone and reading people. If you ask a question... Let's say you're digging for something. You ask a simple question. Can you tell by how they answer that, oh, he's 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 holding back or yeah. he knows something? Yeah. And there's there's one particular player who I'm extremely close with, but the moment I press record, he doesn't say shit. Yeah. And and that's kind of interesting because we have we're, we both have this affinity for Joey Votto. And and we'll just be talking. I can't he tell by that. Uh, I can't yeah, tell by, by that license plate in your yeah. side. Right. Your like that's not apparent at all. Um, yeah. I, I love him so much. I had a- A's GM David Forrest on my podcast once, and I was like, Votto gets on base. Like I don't know. He's like, you don't think I knew that, Jess? Like I was like, yeah. I don't know, I'm just just saying, just saying. But I think that was tampering. But fuck it, whatever. Yeah. So um, I with him, it was cool. He was like going off about how he hates certain things about these nerds kind of being the determinant of who gets in the hall and going up and talking about this and talking about that. And the moment I pressed record, I would try to reiterate those questions and all of a sudden he had nothing. Mm-hmm. And then I would stop pressing record and he'd go off again. So it was kind of like, I understand you, whatever. And also like when you're in the clubhouse and these guys are extremely aware of the things that they say in front of you. And as much as they say, they don't read a lot of the stuff, some shit just pops up on their Twitter timeline. It's whatever. And if I write something and I told them that's off the record and I do write it, Hey, I'm just, I physically cannot do that. It just mm-hmm. makes me feel like an asshole, but they check that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. or even if you see them out and they're out doing whatever I could easily tweet and say, I saw this guy, whatever. Like, first of all, like leave him alone, like let him have his meal type of a deal. And, you know, when you do grow up in baseball and then eventually you work with the players that you used to cover and you go out with them and they tell you things like same thing, sometimes just story time, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I also don't have a problem saying, is that on the record or is that off the record? Like, can I use that? Could I follow up with like a sure. formal interview? You let them know when you're recording i struggle with that sometimes just because i'm like dumb but you just it's just you have to really be confident in being okay with being just being told what is okay and what's yeah. not so and so, nobody's so, ever going to be like jessica that was stupid for asking me if you're allowed to act, like talk about that so do you have your spies and do you ever cite sources as unnamed sources just sources or sources so you will go just sources if I'll they say it's sources. okay or you can yeah. say all right i won't i won't reveal who you are yeah and i'll like if i have to follow up on something be like hey can i refer to you as a source um mm-hmm. i won't use your name sometimes they're like fucking say my name i don't care yeah. like whatever and um well, ba- and baseball like players that. contracts are guaranteed they shouldn't give a shit anyway yeah, dan's dan's bitter I'm about so, that i'm it's so bitter about the actual thing though you know and especially nowadays where now the agent side's so coming out now yeah, yeah they, there you go. the marketing <laughs> the marketing aspect is huge mm-hmm. you know people want to know about the lance lens of the world without knowing too much and sometimes if you are like i'm a reporter but i'm also like a 
personality in the industry too. So um, Mm. they know that sometimes I'm getting more attention than them. So they have to respect that too. And I feel like that's important because if you have this reputation for me, like being honest and authentic, if I tweet something out about a guy, people are going to believe it. And I, but I also know that they're human beings too. It's like, if you're having a bad day and and of course I have to ask you like, what wasn't effective for you against the Yankees or the Red Sox that day? I know what kind of answer I probably could get, but you have to ask those stupid questions sometimes. Yeah, I I agree. What's the number one cliche (laughs) that you hear? So that was a good, this is a good question. No, it's great because I I know them all. Short term memory. What's, what is it? Short-term short memory. memory. You hear you that? That's the cliche. Memory. Okay, so because uh, I was going to give you is that um, basically a no comment and a different different verbiage or whatever? Kind kind of, but also like I I get it, and I think it was for me like I I tend to like think about things forever. Like in third grade, this girl was so rude to me, and I would never forget it. I still try to stalk her on Facebook to see if she's having a miserable <laughs> life, but I yes. and she is. So <laughs> nice. So it's kind of like that, but you have to have a short-term memory, especially in baseball, you know, every oh, yeah. single day. Think about it this way. You're batting 333. You fucking failed twice. Yeah, you lose a lot. Three times. That's right. Right? So you have to go back out the next day and be like, oh, shoot. And it's not like Shohei Otani, where if he fucks up at the plate, he's daddy on the mound that day. We did that in, what, high school? Maybe mm-hmm. college, if you were allowed to even yourself out like that. But if you went 0 for 4 you got to suck it up and do it again. You're going to be in the starting lineup the next day. And I feel yep. like that was so imperative. And I'm, I'm also very curious about the athlete mindset. So at first it was like, cool. Like, how do you have a short-term memory? Da, da, da. And then it just kind of kept happening. And it was like, mm-hmm. okay. And especially with the A's where they're very streaky and you, they had to have a short-term memory because nobody wants to talk about the fact that they lost six in a row. Right. And yep. stuff like that. So that was, that was a redundant statement. And I feel like that's baseball was very, that's what I, I was going to give you mine. It's usually, hey, you know, I'm nothing without the guys behind me, you know, something like that. Or I, hey, I just yeah. make the pitches, the guys make the plays behind me. Or yeah, if you have a bad a game, one. it's, you know, hey, I didn't make the right pitches, you know, and they, yeah. and these guys, you know, they, they did damage with it. Right. Mm-hmm. That was a very common sentence for me. Good. <laughs> it was, it was either give the, it was, if you do well, give thank it, everybody give it, else. Give everybody else credit. If it, if you do poorly, Put it on yourself. That was yes. like my only cliche that I would live by. And I think that if you listen to basically any yeah. baseball interview, it feels that way. Probably probably all sports, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Football's that way. 100%. Team right. game. We didn't make enough plays to win. Yeah. Credit to them. They made more than us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got to do better next time. We all, I mean, Bill's favorite or favorite one is, you know, we got to play better as players. We got to coach better as coaches. You know, mm-hmm. if if, if that's the loss, that's what's coming out. It's the Bull right. Durham scene with Kevin Costner when he's like, "And good, and God willing, I'll be able to play again <laughs> the next day or something like that." That's what. It is. Hey, write this down. Yeah, write, write, this, write it down on the bus. Exactly. But I will say, a lot of the players don't like to talk about themselves, so they're happy to talk about their teammates. Right. And. Right. And, you know, Ramon Laureano and Chad Pinder are the king of that. And they're they're very much like you ask them about them, but then you ask about somebody else and they kind of light up. And you mm-hmm. guys have all know, know people. I, I could assume when you retired, the thing you missed most was your boys, right? You missed mm-hmm. the camaraderie of that. And so think about that from that perspective. They love talking about each other. And I'm not just tooting my own horn, but I've never seen a better chemistry driven team. And I know people are weird about chemistry than those the 2021 A's. They were struggling, but you would go in the dugout and you're like, that's good content. Them just being bros and being mm-hmm. boys and everything like that. And that's stuff that I love. And I feel like that shows with how close they are when they'd rather talk about other people than themselves. And by the way, that's the stuff you remember 
Yeah, not, it's not on the baseball reference page. Yeah, but like you're, you're, you're that. For, you know, we we have this. I mean, we're forty three episodes in. Out, out of that, and we've it, probably talked to thirty of our friends and said it forty three times. Yeah, said it forty three times. We've yes. talked to thirty friends. That it's like a reunion show. You know, like yeah. we had Sergio Perez on last week that I played with for five years. I haven't talked to him in seven or eight years, but you're like bang right back to yeah. it. And we say this all the time, and it's like the reason why is because we remember you know, a funny story on the bus. We remember, you know, uh, like a hilarious prank that was played. We don't remember what he did on July 4th in the game. We mm-hmm. remember like laying on the field, drinking beers behind the fence, watching yeah. the fireworks, right? right? You know what I mean? Like that type of stuff. So, yeah. and I think that, that um, that's, with you being in the clubhouse and in the dugout and kind of on the field, like you said, I think that you probably have a little bit more of a firsthand experience that than traditional mm-hmm. fans, right? Yeah. You're the voice of these guys like out to like you mentioned you, you put up a tweet the other day and you had a hundred mentions in it and everybody was after you for the red Sox, which mm-hmm. we'll get to but like <laughs> the, you're the vo- you're the voice of that you have a better yeah. idea right like they, the, these yeah. fans don't they really don't and it's like it's it sucks because i wish that they could uh you know experience like a day in the dugout so they can see that we're humans not just like a 300 million dollar robot like right. everybody expects garrett cole to be right oh i and i and he's probably the most robotic if we're being honest yeah. but at the same time you're right like he even you know he admitted what he wasn't effective against the red Sox, mm-hmm. and i think it was very and it's also kind of cool to see that like even i saw buster posey make kind of like a weird play where you know buster's a pro he's certainly a mm-hmm. veteran and he kind of effed up at third and you're like Buster knows that play, but you're like, oh, wait, he's a human. And sometimes you just have like a brain fart and shit gets weird. And that happens to me all the time. Sometimes I'll go on camera and be like, wait, how do I spell MLB? Like, I don't, why Mm -hmm. am I not thinking about that? And you have to have those moments because, you know, Tony Kemp gave me this. It was very much a cliche quote, but I think you can love it. You're succeeding at the games. You're you're succeeding the most at a game of failure. And that's, you're just kind of sitting there like, yeah, you have to be good at a game where you're going to F up a majority of the time. And you don't think about that because all you see is a 333 batting average and you don't realize like that's good, but like also they screwed up a bunch and you need those aspects. Of course, the Twitter mentions, you know, the guys who peaked in JV baseball, like love to talk about how they had their glory days and stuff like that. But they also have a sense of they have to play a certain way because I paid money for this ticket, mm. which I somewhat get, but I also am like, but I, I, I got to be honest, I don't want them to be in the dugout. That's yeah. my, that's my, that's my territory, space. and that's the players' territory. Like, I'll tell you whatever, but you know, I know it's different when the guy puts on the uniform compared to like his warm up stuff and everything mm. like that. I, I think I have to disagree. I don't, I don't want them to be in there. Okay. I want, I want them to kind of look at y'all as, as a robotic way, like way cause you deserve that. You fucking work your asses off and you get paid tons of money. You want that separation. Mm-hmm. Social media gives you close, gets you close enough. That's right? true. That's Social media gets you close enough. Now. Does, that, you close that's enough. Right. does that piss you, you, you does, get a little bit, but does that piss you off now? The fact that, you know, all the technology, the iPhones and everybody's got a camera. Everybody's in the media now. Right. Yep. So they're posting because sh- they could catch something. They're right? posting shit. Yeah. I mean, Urban Meyer, Urban, yeah, right, Meyer right. Urban Meyer last week or last weekend, which for whatever reason he didn't go home on the team charter. Which I've I've never seen a head coach not go on the team team charter. Yeah, not that it's wrong necessarily, but hey, you're you're the main guy. Let's let's set a good example. Go home. You got enough money. Take a private jet and go fly yes. back to Columbus if you want. He gets caught doing something in the bar. Does that piss you off when people are? Sort of taking your job. Scoops. Yeah, they're, they're doing the news. Yes and no. I, I feel like 
I noticed it a lot. I asked a stupid question to Matt Olson recently, and I I really don't think it was a stupid question. I was kind of following up with his body language. And instead of this person sliding into my DMs and saying like, Jessica, that was a stupid question. They wanted to quote tweet it so everybody could see I asked a stupid question. It's different for a woman. It's she shouldn't be there because she doesn't play. She never played the game, which if you look in the press box, I have a lot more baseball playing experience than a lot of the dudes around me. That's another thing. (laughs) The writers, baseball writers, just (laughs) not. Yeah, not an athletic group. Yeah. It's like, congratulations on, you know, whatever you're, you yep. think that you're doing, but I, and, and yeah, people want to go viral. That's, that's all it is. Okay. They want to right. be like, whatever. And, and I understand like, you know, even you see somebody famous, you get excited and you want to put it on TikTok, whatever. And you get all the, the retweets and stuff like that. And they get an ego about it. They don't care that that, they probably don't even know that Urban Meyer is an actual person. They look at him as a coach and that, and they have a certain type of way about them. You, they have a responsibility human beings don't feel like they have a responsibility if they're below you. They think you have to do everything beautifully and correctly. You're not supposed to be flawed. You have to be perfect because I, I'm part of the reason why you're there and this and that. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's a disgusting thing and I absolutely hate it, but I can confidently say if you're going to go viral, congratulations, but you will never be able to do what I do. So there's no competition. Got it. You said something there too. You you brought up, you know, being a female in the space and everything. You had a good quote. I wrote it down. You said, you know, like women in sports, being authentic, staying true to who you are and offering a unique approach. You mentioned that one time. Yeah. I'm, again, I played from 2005 to 2010. You were what, 2003? Three to 13. Two different sports, right? MLB, NFL. I think that even in my time, 2005, right, we always had female uh, beat reporters, right. uh, you, you know, whether it was, you know, broadcasters, newscasters, there was always a female presence around. It was actually for a little while. We mentioned this on the last podcast. Like it caught me off guard a little bit in the clubhouse sometimes <laughs> yeah. when it would be like 10 minutes after I'm like <clears throat> taking a shower after a game. And then like all of a sudden there's cameras in the face. I'm like, I'm not even dressed yet. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> don't drop, you know, like, and it was like nerve wracking at first. And then you're like, wait a minute, they're doing their job just like anybody else. And it was prominent even then, I think it's at another yeah. whole level now. Like right. what's that experience really been like is, I mean, I know there's still a lot of, um, you know, equal pay and everything going on, but like, what's, what's your experience been with it overall? I feel like it's definitely been, it's never going to be easy. I feel like I always have to take an extra step as a woman um, because you don't want to come off a certain way and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when I first started out, I want to say five or six years ago, I didn't have any women I could really look up to because all there was, there was like Aaron Andrews and Bonnie Bernstein and like Oprah. That was like it. And, and and maybe there was more, I just was kind of like in my little tunnel vision stuff, but even with Aaron Andrews, all she, at first, all she did was sidelines. So I was assuming women are only supposed to do sideline stuff. And I got so annoyed because I'm like, why can't I be on the panel next to Michael Morse talking about this game? Like, I don't understand why I can't do that. So I kind of, you kind of have to be naive in a way. You have to just be like, no, I deserve to be here, whether you do or not. You have to have that mentality. And I think seeing other women there made it a little bit easier. They made the the road less bumpy, but it's always going to be bumpy. And those women aren't going to hold my hand through the process. I kind of have to do it on my own. But at the same time, I do know that if I'm not going to be the trailblazer because there's women before me Mm -hmm. um, and everything like that. And there's women uh, behind me as well. And I feel like the the main glass ceiling breaking was when women had multiple roles, not just the sideline reporter. We have women, 
just doing the NFL Twitter accounts and people are right. like, oh, it's Twitter, whatever. That's a difficult t- thing to do mm-hmm. to cover an entire fan base, an entire team, social media account. Like that's big. There was mm-hmm. one point, I think like 16 of the teams in the NFL were ran by women, those accounts. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, like what was their NFL playing experience? Probably non-existent mm-hmm. and, um, and everything like that. So I think it's definitely been great over time, but I feel like there's always going to be that extra dark cloud around it. But, you know, I've been playing baseball since I was gosh, eight or nine. And then I had to, I was forced to play softball because they, when I tried out for my high school team, they're like, well, no, like, we have softball, which is not the same mm-hmm. sport and it fucking drives me nuts. And, <laughs> yeah. and it was kind of one of those c- scenarios. And so I was like, well, fine, if you're not going to let me do this, like I'm going to start my own career, just talking about the game. And I did switch to softball for college opportunities just because like, that's how it was. But I also am glad I played baseball and I was used to just being around guys. And like, even on my job, like, when I'm sitting at the desk in the newsroom, it's all dudes and then me. Mm-hmm. And it's not bad. I'm like used to it. I often forget like, oh, right. Like this is weird that there's only one girl here. But, you know, now that I'm a, I've established myself, it's like she's a journalist before <clears throat> she's female. And I think mm-hmm. that that's what's really cool. But it's been a lot easier, but it's never been easy. So what's interesting to me is you talk about the Twitter. You talk about being the dropout in college. Yeah. I get, I mean, you you came up in a different way through tri- through Twitter. How did how did you end up at NBC Sports that way? So for me, I would just kind of develop this personality on social media and, and people just kept saying like, hey, if you want, like for, you won't, we won't pay you, but you can blog like on our right. website, which I wasn't upset about that at first. Cause like, well, yeah, you have to start somewhere. And for me, it was like, I was trying to be funny and then also be knowledgeable and entertaining, which is so difficult to do because yeah, talk you about have to Tip be, has a hard time with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. People either yeah. want to be entertained yeah. or um, like not like get knowledge. Yeah, they want to get and their for, information and they don't think that that should be funny sometimes, right? Exactly. Or, exactly. And so being a smart ass myself, like I, even the other day, like Joe West is of course going to be in, in the postseason being an umpire. And I made a joke like, Oh, he's, he's, or no angel Hernandez. Yep. I was like, Oh, angel Hernandez is going to be in the postseason, like on purpose and making a joke of it. And people were like, just cause it's how it works. I'm like, Oh my gosh, Oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh. And just, just stuff like that. So I, I, for me, it was just developing that and kind of leaning into it. And I feel like that was part of it too. So I just developed this kind of, well, she, she, and she knows baseball. She's blogging about baseball. And so MLB.com first reached out and it was through cut four. And it's more of like the fun stuff that happens in the dugout with the baseball spin. Like you can write a slash line on whoever that's great, Xavier, or, you know, whoever you want to write about. And then, but I want to talk about like, well, what happened when Xavier Scruggs got off the field? Like, did he go home and he, he wanted to talk about the rotisserie chicken him and his wife ate for dinner? Like, I want to know more about that mm-hmm. and, and all of that. So after that, it was LB.com and that's when NBC reached out. But it was just me like kind of developing a personality and being able to be well-rounded because I could report, I could do the, be an analyst, I can host, I can write a blog, I could write an in-depth piece, I can do investigative journalism, which my agent says being well-rounded is great, but also kind of sucks if I just want to do a certain type of thing and and reporting and all of that. So it was just kind of getting discovered. And in this industry, Mm -hmm. it's very much like this is opened, let's fill it. And it's, it, I I barely have ever applied for jobs because it's usually just like, Oh, she's available. We need this. Let's go. And then that type of dynamic. So I mean, it was uh, an interesting story, but it's yeah. 
you've built a nice job building a brand for sure. Maybe you can um, help help us. Yeah, we're you can help at, us. We're, yeah. you. we're stuck at like six ten, I think. Oh yeah, well we're not six, very big Instagram. Guy. Max is our Instagram guy. You know, he, you know, you'll notice like he's going to be over there nice and quiet. But I mean, we're 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 building it up. We're going to start working. Towards I can it. help y'all. Don't okay. worry about. Okay. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Um, broadcasting Idol, though, you mentioned a couple. Do you have? And I'm mm-hmm. saying broadcasting because that's who you used to hear more, right? It might Correct. be just personality in general now. It might be like, do you want to be more like a Dallas Braden, right? Like like somebody, you know, somebody that you know like yeah. that. Is that who was your idol overall though when it when it Linda came Cohn to Linda was was mine at the yeah. very beginning and it was actually my nickname in high school. Mm-hmm. And it just cause I was like, I'm going, I'm going to work for ESPN one day. Like it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so my nickname for my history teacher, my government teacher was Linda Cohn. And I liked her because a, she's, she can do so much. And she was a hockey girl, which I thought was interesting because yep. and I'm not taking away from anything, but in baseball, there aren't as many women as there are in NFL for sure. And in NBA, I feel like they're way more women friendly as far as the coverage goes. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that those two sports across both genders are the same, but no, I, I like the, the mixture of you know, Dallas Braden and one of my best friends, Melanie Newman, she became the first woman uh, to the Orioles play by play. And I love listening to her. And she just sounds like so real and natural without like changing her voice too much. I feel like women thought they had to do that to sound like more raspy and more male friendly, which is stupid, like be yourself. So I like the combinations of those. I I definitely want to be entertaining, funny with the personality, but I want people to learn something when they're done talking to me or listening to me or reading one of my articles. So it was Linda Cohn, of course, Dallas Braden. And um, I did love watching Aaron Andrews, of course, and mm-hmm. Jessica Mendoza was was awesome too. And her and I become close recently. So those were my main ones. Yeah, because there's going to be an all-female broadcast team right isn't it going to be with, with the, the, they did one on it was, was it, they just know, it was andrea kramer on thursday nights for oh, football, football for yep. for amazon and i forget yep. who was but baseball uh, just did it recently right didn't baseball yeah, so have Melanie a color Newman analyst and mendoza just right. did it for ml for espn and then about a month or two ago it was Nellie newman sarah langs laura gardner and heidi watney mm-hmm. and then alana rizzo all five all female broadcast and from you know the hosting to the analysts the play-by-play yep. all women it was beautiful what, what is it. from around here is she from california i know she's working out there but she was covering she was with she from around yeah, yeah she was at Nessen, i think she was right? from yeah. here too are you yeah. are you from california i'm from reno nevada okay so yes yeah, so i moved out here a few years ago for the job what's the best stadium to go to yes Ooh. Well, either all right, to, all right a and b a to watch the game and b the best food. Well, and I was right. going to say, what is the food? And then also, though, you can't say Oakland on this because it's not the best stadium. No. <laughs> I will say it's the stadium that's hosted all of my cool memories. I will say it's the first stadium I remember going to, but Petco is probably my favorite. Mm, cool stadium. Um, as far as the food goes. Petco food is good because you know people are smoking weed. Like, they got good munjis there. Like, everything. Yeah, and good. all the roof decks and all the apartments yeah. that are lo- yeah, overlooking it's, that same. It's, it's really cool. I love the vibe yep. there. Yep. Oracle Park, though, is my absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. And that every every it hits every spot like even the press box you're looking out mm-hmm. in oakland you're looking down so i'm used to that and i'm small so it's like a big deal for me um and then but oracle's just beautiful it's always cooler there which is nice it's right by the water yep. um there's just so much history there and just it's beautiful and um it's san francisco like it's really yeah. cool um, i've never been to pnc park and that's probably the one that 
will give Oracle a run for its money from what I hear. Where, 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 where's PNC? I actually we should Pirates. we should we should bring her back one time and yeah. do a trivia question strictly on baseball. Oh, I know. You'd it be would, good it, at this. It, it no, would, she it, would kill it, us. Oh, I know, but yeah. it'd be fun to watch you lose. I would get oh, absolutely would, crushed. Oh, I'd get crushed too. I was like, where's Oracle? Where's PNC and <laughs> yeah. what where's Petco? Petco right. San Diego. Okay, so that's yeah, it. Yeah. I haven't been. Oh, sorry. Yeah. That's my bad. I should. No, 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 Jessica. It's oh, not your bad. No, it's his bad for not knowing this. And stuff. then you also brought up Lance Lynn. Everybody wants to know about Lance Lynn. Who's Lance Lynn? Well, this is Nobody. this is on you. Yeah, yeah. You tell me who's Lance. Lynn. I have no idea. I'm assuming. <laughs> he, I'm assuming he's an A's player. No, he's okay. with the White Sox. All right. There's um, a lot. And, she could rattle off, and they're doing good apparently this year, right? Oh, yeah, they're in the excellent. playoffs, correct? Yep. Yes. All That's right. a cool stadium See, now. We're, we're that going used to baseball to be, 101 right here. Comiskey used to be that used to be a dump, and then yeah. now it's guaranteed rate field. Guaranteed it's it's rate. nice. I just went to a game there this year. It's a beautiful, beautiful stadium now. Where was your favorite stadium? Have we said that Fenway? No, oh, football. no, to play. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I I Seattle was really. I thought you cool. might say Denver. Denver's awesome. Yeah, I think Denver and Seattle; those were the two two uh, two, two places. Well, you didn't get to eat the food, though. No. So and what what always pissed me off about the games too is like <laughs> I was, wanted like a no, sausage. I, you could yeah, smell yeah. the sausage. I would be sitting on the sideline <laughs> oh, in between yeah. drives or something like that, no. or in pregame sitting there warming up, and I'm just thinking of everybody tailgating out there oh, yeah. enjoying the food the beer having yep. a great time not about to go out there and just smash your bodies and you yeah. know yeah in half and you know the stress and everything else and, and then i yeah. remember like after half if it was a close game or close to the end be like oh i can't wait to just have a beer yeah. after this oh, see yeah. he never got to experience like a bullpen though jessica that's a thing like because in the bullpen like oh yeah we'll 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 have somebody come down they're like hey can you bring a thing of nachos down <laughs> and like kind of hide it in the corner can you grab me a sausage and then we just had a guy on the other day one of my one of my friends that will be coming on the podcast but we told the story about him he used to he used to um you know chart in the stands it's in the minor uh-huh. leagues you chart in the stands right. you don't you know, for two starts if or whatever you're not, it is. Like starting or yeah. yeah. So there's yeah. Tip and tries to make it seem like starting pitchers do something other than the oh, game yeah. that they play. Yeah, they do. You chart for a couple of days. You got to learn the, yeah. learn what's going on. But I had a buddy who sat in the Makers Mark Club. You're supposed to be down like in the first like ten rows. He had a burger and a beer and like charted like from the Makers Mark Club in Lexington. It's like Love an all time story. It's classic. And there was like rovers in town and they wrote him up and he was blackballed forever. But um. Oh. <laughs> what um? So I I have a this and that coming up, but I've got a couple more questions. No, I, do you I, have I, any more? I, I'm interested in what she thinks of Garrett Cole last night. Okay, or on the Red Sox Yankees game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got to be honest. So the wild card game is my favorite every season. The A's are usually in it, of course. But last night I was kind of like that wasn't a wild card game. That felt very like blue ballsy, if mm-hmm. you will. Like, oh, like yeah. a few yeah. years back when the A's made it against the Rays, same thing. It was my first postseason coverage in person. And I was like, man, like, okay, I went to a postseason game and I got to cover it, but it wasn't like a good game. And I'm, yep. you know, a few years back, it was Royals versus A's where like I dropped food. I was like on the edge of my seat. I was peeing myself almost. That's the, mm. that's a wild card game. While covering need. it. Yeah, exactly. And you, that's what you needed in Emotions. a wild card game. Yeah. I didn't. That wasn't the, the case last night. I also think it's funny how um, in baseball we celebrate all the different things, right? Like, so when you clinch, yes. you have a party in the clubhouse. Oh God! When you win the yeah. one wild card game, you have a party in the that's clubhouse. Hilarious. You yeah. play in twenty four hours. By the basically. way, that's hilarious because you always see these the basketball, the baseball, party the and champagne like crazy. spraying oh, yeah. everywhere. 
we won the Super Bowl my rookie. I'm so naive. I'm just like looking around. I was like, where the hell are the champagne bottles or anything? Like, there's like nothing. It was like a, it was the same like post game thing. Reporters yeah. coming in. Yeah, they drag you out to like a podium or something like that. But it, it was like the same thing. I was like, God, why can't we? Have what's this? hilarious is in the minor leagues, you win the first and second half. That's how they do it. So like, you have a first half winner. Is like the way yeah. that Marley and then the two winners play. So basically, the, the wild card is just a reason to drink because you yes. got you got you yeah. actually got oh, to the well, you actually got to the playoffs. Well, it's, now. A, it's a one game. It's a one, one game. Series, so it's I feel like that's crazy. I mean, last year they did the the three game because of the the pandemic and everything like that, but that was still stressful too. You play, play one hundred and sixty two games. You get to that point, you give them one game. That's bullshit. Yeah. Give them no. three. Give them five. I know. I no, give them three. That's, that's give them three. I'm glad you yeah. brought that up. That's a debate right now. They might start doing a three-game wild card series. Yeah, it's tough to do an all for, you know, an all, you know, at both teams, same record going into this wild card thing. Like, it all comes down to one game. Now, I also love it. Like, I know, inject because that shit into my veins every I time. I know, because I think back through the season and I go, remember that game if they lost where they were up four in the ninth and they blew it? Yeah. They wouldn't have had to do this if that wasn't the case. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's, it's crazy. All right. This comes to that. If you've got one game with all your baseball knowledge, stats, and and knowing the players, if you've got one game, wild card game seven you doesn't stole my matter. Question. Well, tell you saw my you notebook. Well, no, I didn't. You stole my no, question. you should have asked it. Who are you, who are you putting on the mound? Like in a wild card situation? Yep. In, no, any in, in, one game. You got to win game. one. Say it's game w- seven. Winner goes. Winner go home. Game seven. Yep. Wild card play in. Doesn't matter. Current pitcher. Current pitcher. Yep. All time. Ooh, ooh, like, all time. All time. All I like time. that. Okay, this is a starter, right? We're doing a yep. starter. Yep. This is a person. No, that you no, know. I want the guy who's going to come in after the first guy got schlacked. No, give us a left handed. Give, <laughs> yeah. yeah. give me a left handed. He's usually specialist. not coming in if he got schlacked. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I would probably say maybe Justin Verlander just because mm-hmm. he has a tendency to get better as the game goes on, like his velocity goes up. Obviously I don't know how he'd be after his surgery right now, but I'm, I'm thinking like 2015, 2014, Justin Verlander right before he went to the Astros mm-hmm. because the guy is solid. Like I said, he gets his velocity gets better as the time goes on. And he just know he's a postseason specialist. He mm-hmm. knows how to handle it all. So I think I like, I like that, but I'm, I'm going to go four year ago, Justin Verlander. In that okay. okay. That's um, fair. What about a fictional one? I just this case came to my head. Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Fictional I, I would pitcher have to go for love of the game, Billy. Okay, I was gonna. He was in my, on my short movie. short list, but I was. There, you got you got to go, Rick Vaughn. Give me Ricky. <laughs> give me the, give him the heater. I like him as a starter. I hate him as a yeah, starter. Yeah, you wanted him as a reliever. Okay, so you can start sure with Billy and then you can. I him as a starter. It, that would be the situation where they're like, oh, we're going to go with an opener. And you look at Ricky Vaughn, you're like, oh, fuck, we're going to yeah, lose. I gotcha. I, okay, all right. He just, so came off, he just came off a bender, people. He's yeah. not going to pitch yeah. very good. What a great movie, by the way. We That's an all time. We want to give him seven innings to sober up and then come out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back on that. What's your What's your favorite baseball movie? Is there a bit, there's for a lot of, of great ones. Is for it for love, love of the game? game? That's a cool. That's I think a good it's movie. because there's a love story. Like I'm a girl at the end of the day and Kevin Costner, baseball movies are always good. Phil the dreams is a close second, of course, but I like the way that they stayed very true to it, to an actual MLB game. And John yeah. C. Riley as a catcher. Oh, would he's you great. not love him as your catcher? I'd love for him yeah. to catch. That would, he that's would bury true. a body for you. He would cover up you doing all kinds of crazy things yeah. and then still be able to call the game by himself and know every single batter, everything like that. I love that. I there's love a lot 
lot of catchers. Throw, throw him in like. a NASCAR. Throw him as a oh, caddy yes. in a golf movie. It'd be oh, yeah. phenomenal. He's, he's oh, the gosh. same role. He's the same role. He's the sidekick. I love he's that. the sidekick role. That's yes. what he is. He's a stepbrother. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think if there was one other one. Well, The Natural, I really love. We love the natural. You love the natural. She never watched that. Yeah, Field of Dreams, it. natural. Oh, and she's never seen that. Love the oh, never. you have to Field see the natural is, tonight. Is good, though, especially if I'm in the mood to cry. Like, oh yeah. The natural oh, yeah. is. I get pretty damn close to teary eyed. I'm, sh- I'm sure you do. Well, I do have a Lance once. Lynn fun fact about Field of Dreams. Okay. So, if you guys saw this year, they did do the Field of Dreams game, which was gorgeous. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. So I've been there, cool. the Jessica. I've yeah. been there. Have you? I've never been. Oh, no. I've been. I've been walking. Well, I've walked. Like, I, I, it's I, the I, only I, thing to do I, when I, I, I yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> I gotta ask my. I gotta ask my parents if they can find because there is a picture of me walking out of the corn. How old are oh. you? Uh, I was probably anywhere from seven to ten years old. Oh, so it's gonna, it's no, gonna, it I'd say be rough. Like framed ten to ten to twelve. That's okay. Where I'm gonna go. That'd be a nice frame picture. It would be a good one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, that's a great frame. This should be in the background for sure. So let's um, hear Lance Lynn. See, that's good. That's how the White Sox. It yep. was the White Sox versus the Yankees yep. in the game. Yeah. And Lucas Giolito had the original start for the White Sox, but Lance Lynn, they gave it to Lance Lynn, who's from the area. Cool. And so he was able to like have his family there, his like hometown people there. And um, you guys really need to look up Lance Lynn. The guy's dope. Like he cusses and he's insane and he's crazy, but like the biggest teddy bear and the biggest sweetheart, mm-hmm. like the Quest Essential big starting pitcher that you're scared of but also you'd have a beer with yep and so it was a really cool moment for him because giolito was like this is yours like he was injured but not and it was kind of an exhibition game so it was kind of whatever and then to see like aaron judge come out of the corn and those guys come out of the corn it was just like an overall beautiful thing but like more than it was like one of those more than baseball moments and i absolutely loved it it was great my answer to that by the way that was the first game i watched all year Unbelievable! The, I mean, the, like, like the, t- the ninth inning on that in that game I, was amazing. I, and I, last night, the Red Sox Yankees was my second game. I'm surprised that you don't that you're not I, a it's background. Too many ga- just, no, 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 isn't no. It too many games. It's a lot it's of games. Too many goddamn but games. I, I'm surprised though. Well, he's not a. Yes. I'm yes. surprised that you're not a background baseball watcher because that's that's kind of what like I when am. You're right? Holding laundry or something. Yeah, it's just like, on a TV in the house. You know, it's on. It's like you're outside on the back no. porch. It's on. Right. No. You're having a fire. It's on. No, we're, we're no? watching those like 2020s and un- unsolved mysteries yeah, are in the Dateline? background. Oh, or, I love or Ted Ted Lasso. I mean, yes. come on. Yeah, so you're like I a show guy. Ted Lasso yet, but I'm going. Oh to. boy, people are turning into more is show that, people than sport no. people. That is true. For sure. Yeah, you're gonna want to watch it like a binge worthy show. Yeah, that's true. I I hear you on that. Um. Let's see what else we got here. I've got a few more things. Uh, you had a series or something I saw on, on Instagram or Twitter where it was like mound meeting stories. Where it was like, yes. so did, what's your best? Do you have one off the top of your head of like some of the funniest things that like coaches said to pitchers on mound visits? Because there's like um, some funny spoofs about this with like the little leaguers oh, and stuff. Those yeah. are great. Those are so those funny. Those are great. But that shit's yeah. real that's like, that's like read read my lips from the NFL or whatever. Oh, it's like, when he goes there, it's like, you sucked. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Give me the ball. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I really liked one. Uh, it was Clint Hurdle, and he was amazing. And he was, a, he at the time, he was the manager of the Rockies. Mm-hmm. And I think they were down, my gosh must have been like 10, nine runs. And they just brought up this rookie who hurdle was just like, Hey man, I'm going to put you in. Like, I, I hate to do this, but we got to eat up innings and I can't get my bullpen. Cause we have a, a series coming up. And so it, it kind of went down and then, um, 
they, I think they teed off of him from what I remember. And Clint runs out, runs out there. And you know, when the manager goes out, as you know, like that means you're done, but mm-hmm. the manager kept going out just to have a pep talk with him. Cause at that point it's like, F it, like you're not going to come out. You have to finish this game. And so the guy, the pitcher was young and he was scared shitless. And so, but he got out of the inning and I, I can't, I, I can't remember. I haven't read that. I wrote it like a year and a half ago, everything like that. But Clint Hurdle might, might be one of the most kind-hearted people. And when he came out of the outing, the young guy looks up at Clint. and was just kind of like, don't ever put me in that fucking situation again. And Clint's like, well, if my offense was okay, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to be, or my defense was okay. You wouldn't have to be in that position type of a deal. And of course there's, there was one with, um, who was it? somebody with Greg Maddox and they were playing behind him and, and Greg Maddox straight up said, this ball is going to come to you. I'm throwing it inside. And the, the way that this guy hits it and the way that mm-hmm. my ball moves. And the guy was like, fuck you. It's not going to come to me. Went right to him. Cause it's Matt. Yeah. You don't argue with Greg Maddox. Yeah. No, he can do anything. That thing. Yeah. So, it's like playing like basketball with Larry Bird. Maddox was. Exactly. But I, I, I love those stories because you want to know what they're talking about. Some stuff they weren't going to reveal to me all the way, but I also want to do a, series where it's the first baseman talking to whoever's on first because i feel like you could stand next to brandon yeah. belt and joey Votto and have a st- like a full-on yeah reality show about oh that, that they should always be mic'd up my uh couple on this one real quick because i had some funny mom visits but i had a, i had a pitching coach one time that came out and like i was in the middle of a decent start good start he comes out in like the fifth inning and then comes and sees me he goes hey i just i just wanted to hear my music that's all yeah. I just said that and then goes back. I'm like, all right, cool. Another one I had a guy come out, comes out. We have a little thing. The catcher's there, you know, whatever. We're just like kind of bullshitting, like, hey, just, you know, needed to kill a little bit of time, whatever. And then the catcher bag tags me. <laughs> <laughs> and I just was, I literally had to like compose myself for a minute. Just gave me like the little bump, you know, and, and I'm just like, wanna, like, you've got it. Yeah, walked back. Yet? The pitcher's going back. I'm on my knees, like kind of sitting down on the mound, like trying to like settle in. <laughs> I got some cramps going like, on. Right hey, now. It's two outs. I, I got two outs. I got a guy in first. I got to get this guy out. Now why, I got a stomachache. Why is Fairchild stretching during <laughs> exactly. this talk right now? <laughs> the catcher's got, you don't remember the old thing where you sit in Indian style and you pick the guy yeah. up from the back and drop him? I think the uh, be- the best mic'd up thing, regardless NFL or, or uh, baseball, is Steinbrenner. Or is it? Is it not? It's it's George Brett. Oh, George Brett is George all Brett. time. There's two when unbelievable. Stu- well, the one where he went to the steakhouse and he's stuck in the elevator or something like that, and he's oh. talking about pooping himself. Oh, it's unbelievable. Oh. Have you seen that interview, oh, you have Jessica? To, you, you have to watch you, it immediately you, when we when we're done. You have to watch the yeah. George Brett. Okay. Oh, it is spring so training. Shit his pants story is the funniest baseball mic'd up interview or funniest maybe interview he's ever start, that's like, mic'd the up. Way, like he starts out, he's talking about the steak, but he's like describing he goes, the I steak. Gotta tell you, he's like, like a big 25 ounce T-bone and it. everything. He's loving it. He goes, guess what? And, and he's like, guess what? They're in, they're in stretch in spring training. And he's like, what's going on? Like you guys are stretching on the ground. He goes, I shit my pants last night. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a great interview. You would die laughing at that one. Yeah, I have to, I have to watch that. Um, what about the best call in sports? Like, so not like a broadcaster technically, but like the best, it could be sports in general. It could be baseball where like there was one, uh, last night was hilarious. Cause, uh, Giancarlo Stanton hit a ball that everybody thought was a home run. The oh, Yankees yeah. announcer would thought it was gone. He said like, Oh, it's, uh, it's a uh, Stantonian home run. Everybody thought that thing was gone. That thing <laughs> left yeah. the bat so hard. I can't yeah. believe both of them stayed in. Is, is there a great call that you can remember out there that you like that you're like, geez, like that gives me chills? 
I feel the most recent one was the Mariners when Mitch Haniger hit a home run. It was, I think it was the go-ahead one where they lifted themselves over the Angels. And I've been covering Mitch Haniger since my mm-hmm. minor league days. And he's finally coming into where like everybody all of a sudden knows who he is. I'm like, I've been writing about him for five years. Like, get off me. Like, I, you shouldn't know about him. And um, now the Mariners broadcasting, mind you, as you know, they don't make it to the postseason, just not a thing. And mm-hmm. so they actually have the video on him and he's standing up and just gets into it and it's beautiful. And it was one of those, like, it reminds you why baseball's so good. And you mentioned chills. Like I literally had to put a sweater on. Mm-hmm. It was so beautifully done. And it was Mitch Haniger, of course, who's just up and coming and the Mariners is it Kyle. It's uh, probably Kyle Seeger's last time with the Mariners and everything like that. And it was really cool. But literally anytime Ben Scully is talking, he, cause he gives good stories, which I like, you know, he, cause he's seen everything. Mm-hmm. So any, despite going through like the play by play, then he'll give you a really good story. That's yeah, always good. But I think it's the Vin Scully because the voice. Sure. It's Vin Scully because oh, yeah. the voice. The voice is oh. so, it's just delivered perfectly. Yeah. And then the only other one, the one I was thinking about that's funny is, remember the pizza in Boston? The guy threw the pizza and it was Jerry Remy and Orsillo. Have you seen this video? I don't think I've seen We it. have like three videos we have to put in this episode. It Max, was nice. Because all Remy. three of these are absolutely hysterical. It was work. nice that Remy was at the game last night. It was. was good to see. It was. But the, a Yankees fan takes a piece, or a Red Sox fan takes a piece of pizza and throws it at a at a Yankees fan. But they got it on camera and they did the play-by-play for it. And he's oh. like, he reaches back, throws the pizza, and they're dying. Like they I couldn't compose the it for two innings. It was They were beside themselves. I love that one. But it's got to be also Gibson, the home run. The Vince Kelly one, that thing was oh, that, yeah. that was I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, it was the that, that was beautifully done. Yeah. Okay, I've got a this or that. You want me to hit it? Hit it. Okay. These go fast, but you can answer as long as you want. Okay. And we said that one time it was a yes or no answer, yeah, we, but then it was wrong. Remember that was the wood <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was wrong. And he goes yes to Brady and uh, to uh, no, um, that wasn't an option. There wasn't an option. Okay, no, it was Brady or Rivers, right? So I guess uh, this first one doesn't really this or that either. So, but it's close. Is Barry Bonds a Hall of Famer? Yes. Okay. Is there 100%. anybody else that's not a Hall of Famer that should be? I have one in my head right now. Is that changing? Uh-huh. That's got to be changed. Is that changing? Because everybody was taking steroids back then, correct? Um, that is correct. Um, and I I feel like it's crumbling down, but you know, Bonds only has a certain amount. I really think he'll eventually be in. I think mm-hmm. he'll get inducted just somehow, but not through the voting process. Right. Um, but... It's. I just don't like the way that it, that the voting occurs. I also am glad I don't get a vote because I feel like people are going to be pissed off no matter what. But he and even Pete Rose, I feel like, is a Hall of Famer as well. I yeah. genuinely. Yeah, I agree. That. Pete Rose is, and Roger Clemens got to get in. Like, oh yeah, crazy. But are they going to are they going to keep pitchers out for sport tack or whatever the spider tack? Yeah, we've spider got some. Tack? No, we've got sure. some spider tack up here too in the booth. I actually messed around with it That's, once, and I wish they, I could put that like on my eyelashes. It's that's crazy so hell. It's yeah. crazy sticky. I yeah. can't believe how how sticky it is. Tip, and would I don't still, know. Tip would still be pitching if he could. He knew what I spider actually, tack was. I wouldn't because I don't know how <laughs> I would use it. It's like how would that make me better? I can't figure it out. Um, peanuts or cracker jacks. <laughs> just like the standard Max, what's funny no, Max, in the shell it's gotta, it's gotta be in the yeah. shell buy me some peanuts or cracker jacks max uh, i guess i'll do peanuts <laughs> okay all right um cabernet or merlot because i see that you're a wine yes. you, i saw an yes. awesome picture you put up with a wine glass with a baseball in it that was a cool oh, yeah. picture by the way cabernet or merlot. um can i say yes just to yeah both. there you go okay we can take a yes yeah, yeah. yes both it sounds you're good. the guest you can do whatever you want Fair. um 
I wrote this kind of funny, but um, pants, baseball players' pants, down, like uh, over the shoe, uh, or up? Uh, uh, okay, so socks. Uh, give me a Bobby Crosby. I want to see your socks. Something like baggy a little bit up, too. Like, that's like a baller. That's a ball player. I okay. love those mid-infielders who just... They they need they move better and I was always like that growing up too like pants down fine but I mean you gotta give me that little stirrup vibe. socks or just regular oh wow old school stirrup I hate that would those. Be. I, I like the stirrup did you not hate sure. those no I like in little league and all that shit where, all the way like, up? it's a separate one so you wear the white yeah, underneath and then you, then you, and then you have a stupid stirrup that always <laughs> ends up coming out the back of your shoe all the yes. time. So yes. stupid. I mean, I do like I do like the, the the socks up because it's a way to express themselves too. If they want to have mm-hmm. fun socks, that's what I like. As yeah, well. a little pop, a little flare yes. out there. Okay, good. Um, so we we go back to the big game situation, but you have to pick one of these two. Is it Kershaw or Cole? Because I think both stink in big games. So we're but talking a big game scenario. Big game scenario. You have to pick one of the two, Kershaw or Cole. I'd probably go uh, Cole, actually. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Just because historically watching Kershaw little kind oh, of stresses me out. Struggles in big games, and right? he's not even going to be in this postseason. So that That's kind true. of evens that out for me. That's true. Now, yeah. you, you have... Um, couple guys I play with Elvis Andrus, Jed Lowry, they were Aww. on the A's. So like I I played against them and then with Jed when he was with Houston, I was there at the same time. Um do you have a favorite on the team? Is there like a favorite for an interview? How dare you? I know, well, what? that's what I'm wondering. Like this is oh. where like cuz you're, you know, you're moving on to a different thing here. Like can you say a favorite interview, a favorite conversation or is it like kids does it change every day? That, that's what I'm getting yeah. to. But, like, change? you also have the favorite kid, right? Like, secretly. It, it, well, I mean, it depends on what they were talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For sure, for sure. Oh, man. Um, I don't even know if I have a favorite because they're all mm. – I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I say they're all great. Um, they're all great? I find that hard to believe. There's got to be a, really, there's got gotta be a dick bag lucky. somewhere out there. I got super lucky. Um, that's the, the number one question that people ask me, like, who was the biggest asshole? And I've been – So it's the opposite. I asked the opposite of that. Yeah, you did it in a positive way. Yeah, like, good job. I spun it in a positive light, but – yeah. Yeah. I will say that Matt Chapman really blew me away because my favorite thing was people were all like, Chapman doesn't talk a lot, but every interview I've had, we've been able to talk for longer mm-hmm. than we were anticipated. So I really love that. Um, and Chris Bassett might be my, might, might be my favorite. Um, and we're just talking, are we just talking A's or? No, I mean, we can talk A's. We can talk anywhere. Is there any, is oh. there, and then is there my, cause I have a follow up on this. Okay. Um, Buster Posey really surprised me too. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's low key funny and people don't know that. Um, but I got that out of him. Tim Lincecum was a great interview as mm-hmm. well. Um, weird Bob cat Melvin's right there. Strange What's cat, that? strange cat right there. Tim Lincecum. Yeah, but I loved it. I he's, think he's a strange great. bird, but yeah, he's, he was unbelievable for a little yeah. while for sure. But I think, you know, I got to meet Joey Votto and do an interview with him and he's my favorite. And that was, he, he's so intelligent that I could have talked mm-hmm. to him for years about the sport of baseball. And he was also kind of sassy with me, which I appreciated as well. Yep. Um, so I don't know, even know if I can confidently give you a number one, cause I've been, I've been pretty lucky. So with, with now that you had, so I was going to ask you if you've interviewed Votto, but who's the one that you haven't had the interview with yet that you want? What's the interview that you want? It could be living or dead. I'll give you that. I'd probably say Cal Ripken Jr. Okay. I came close to interviewing him because I was born in Baltimore. So we were an Orioles household. Mm -hmm. 
And just, you know, the history of that organization is just beautiful. And he's the reason why my family even got into baseball. And my, you know, my mom is, has huge ties to Baltimore and so did my dad. So I think that's the one that I'd be the most excited about. And the second one would be Eric, Eric Chavez, because he's the reason I liked the A's. And the day after I did my first, like, in game interview and all of that, he threw out the first pitch, the, the game, the game mm-hmm. after. So it was a really cool full circle moment for me. Um, so I think those two are my main ones. Chavez. That's I always good. liked Chavez too. That's good. Yeah. He was a good looking guy, Chavez. I liked him. I remember the last name. I don't remember what he, he was. Like. He, he was kind of the first one of the first guys that had a little flow going on was in the it, back was, of the was he after Damon? During, right? Was he was during during, yeah. during, during Damon? He was there. Are they yeah. still doing Moneyball out in Oakland? Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, he's still money ball. I oh, don't yeah. have anything to cover in the postseason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's who's going who's gonna to win this year? Uh, I hate predictions. I'm like the worst of them. All I right, who's the best team my, in the playoffs right now? I feel like the Dodgers still are the best team, mm-hmm. but this postseason's so wonky because I had the Yankees winning last night, and mm-hmm. huh, jokes on me. But I feel like the Dodgers are the are the team that will win the World Series. But I could see the Rays making it interesting. Never sleep mm-hmm. on the Astros. And of course, the Giants, just same thing. They've done something really, really special. And I, I don't think if the Giants don't win, they're probably going to win in the next three years because they just have such a phenomenal farm system that Barhan Zaidi kind of molded from the ground up. And like, it's amazing. Yeah, they they are. The Dodgers made all made some incredible trade deadline moves, and yeah, they but gained, they're also spending and, like five hundred oh, oh, million they, no, dollars. No, they got Scherzer. Like they went after. They have trade turned. They went after all the haven't even spent. And they made they made they up, haven't they made up one game on the Giants, and they still went like forty two and seven or something like that. Yeah. They made up one game on them after that. So that's a stat for you right there, Dan. Good yeah. stat. You like that? I, well, this I, was fun. I'm going to take her advice over betting during baseball, especially okay. especially because she lost last night. Well, I bet my I heart. I figure she's due. Yeah, I bet with my heart, I so we too. know that's, that I'm... That's so true, yes. Okay, so we're going with the Dodgers? I'm in for that. You want to go with the Dodgers? Dodgers, Dodgers. Red Sox. I'm in with the Dodgers. Dodgers, Red Sox. All right. Well, then I'm rooting for the Red Sox. Sportsbook RI, let's go. Okay, Dodgers, Red Sox, <laughs> World Series, we're in for <laughs> it. Right. So, hey, this is awesome, Jessica. This is, you are definitely a what wealth about, of what knowledge. What about Gatorade? What if oh, she, yeah, well, we yeah, got to yeah, ask her Well, Gatorade, that, I mean, if right. you're giving a, all right, so if you're doing a, what, Kirk Gibson type uh, yeah. interview after the game, the players douse you with Gatorade, what color do you want it to be? Mm. I don't care. No, it's got to be a certain color. Well, and preferably I mean, one of the and, originals. And say you had to drink a glass also. See, I don't okay, care. So you're, you're I, in this question, I don't care is not acceptable. It's not. For sure. So I, but if they're going to do it, I want it to be legit. That's also my bucket list, like to be doused in Gatorade. I want to be wearing a white dress and it better be blue or red or something. See, that she that said stained. red. So red, Stain you're thinking red? Is red your favorite color? I just feel like yellow Gatorade is disgusting and it needs to be outlawed. <laughs> All right. I love yellow Gatorade. Why have yellow? Like, what is wrong? Like, yeah. why? It looks like, ugh, it's It so does. Gross. It does look like urine. You're right. But it, it does taste like delicious. <laughs> yeah. So we, we used to, just so you know with this, and we still haven't got an answer. We need an answer of red, yellow, or- She said or, red. She said she blue said or red. red. I'll take I'd red. I'd probably go mainly red, but blue's a close second. Okay. So we did used to have a game that- it, when we were playing where if there was a uh, post-game interview on the field, right? So it could have been a game-winning hit, right, or whatever, yeah. and it was, say, you were doing the interview. We used to always try to get the sideline or the reporter yes. rather than the player all the yeah. time and just absolutely drench them. Be. It was so funny because we used to just soak people, and you could tell they were so mad. The best thing was when it was not necessarily maybe the sports people that were part of the team, but maybe just the news. 
So it was like a guy. <laughs> it was like a poor guy that had to go back to the studio and like edit his own yeah. tape and then get it on the eleven thirty news like fast. And he's wearing khakis and a polo shirt, and you just, just absolutely wet murder him. You gotta, you gotta uh, milk that though. You oh, like, yeah. This is why I'm I'm doing all that. But yeah, I, I'd be upset. I hate when you see like the reporters like trying to dodge it. I'm like, no, no, no. You gotta lean into that shit. Lean into it. Okay, yeah. I like right. that. Well, we'll we'll put the word out. We can get that. We can we can headhunt you. It's we can get a bount, uh, Jessica Bounty gate well, yeah, going on. I mean, on. we're moving on. We can't say what you're doing next. We're moving on from the A's. So we're gonna maybe, be following maybe you, that though. chance is out there to get get that type of That's celebration. True. We're gonna be following you. How do we follow you? How do we get the listeners to to latch on to your your uh, social media handles? Yeah, I'm super on Twitter. I put all my content on there. My articles, uh, Jess or Kleinschmidt JD is my handle, and then Jessica Kleinschmidt on Instagram, and that's where most of my stuff is. We're gonna have to post that in the thing because that's gonna be the spelling on that's gonna be interesting <laughs> for some people, Max. Because I, uh, you could go. I would have. I could I get ten chances at that one. I get it. Maybe get it right. Oh, I think. I think. I'm you not do, a great I think speller. you do fine. We'll get you back on for a spelling bee. If a you baseball remind game. yourself it's German, it's it kind of helps because it's okay. a little bit. It's just. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll figure it. We'll get it. We'll get it for the next time. We're gonna have to have you back on and talk baseball again soon. I want to hear maybe I, another sport. I, I want maybe another tri- sport. Uh, yeah. We don't know. I want we don't the trivia. Know. I want right? the trivia. The baseball. I think she. I think she has a wealth of baseball knowledge in there that will just absolutely smoke you. Oh, kill me, kill me. I, I'm not even putting. I'm not gonna put up a fight against this. This okay. is just what's gonna happen. So. And I feel like I wasn't even on my game today either. So that's. Well, you said about twenty names that I know. Yeah, no <laughs> clue. Who we're gonna do some googling. About, yeah, so. we'll do some googling. It's also after. the A's. The A's like nobody knows who they are. So are they the best fine. colors in the game? Like in terms of the green and yellow, the Kelly green. I think so, oh, yeah. Look at that! Look how beautiful. I know that it's is. sharp. It is a yeah. sharp color. The only the only other the only color scheme I think is better is like North Carolina blue. They do the blue I and white. I, yeah. like I love that yeah. look. It's kind of like and your shirt them, right now. Yeah. Yeah. And the Royals will blur, break out the baby the baby powder blue every Those now. Those are and then nice. Too. Those are nice. Dodgers are natural too. The Dodgers blue and white with the red yeah. number. That's Orioles are good. Orioles are good. Ugh. Orange and black. Oh, you like the orange and black? I like the orange. Ugh. All right. That's nice. Well, well, we look forward to following you. Thanks so much for coming on. That was awesome. Thanks for having me. Okay. Thanks, Thank Jessica. You. See Thanks. ya. Bye. Past Our Prime is brought to you by Squad Locker. Squad Locker is your one-stop shop for custom team apparel, delivered right to your front door. Learn more by visiting squadlocker.com.